Hi, it's Audrey. And it's me, Henry. And this is the Footnotes of Plato. Today, we're going to be discussing John Rawls, and he is a 20th century political theorist. So Rawls, by all means of the definition, is quite a modern thinker. He did something with maths, I think he was a statistician, meaning that he understood the vast inequalities of the United States of America in the 20th century. And he wrote his a theory of justice in 1971, which tries to tackle the issues with justice and fairness in a liberal democracy. He takes this idea of the original position. So this is like harking back to Locke and Hobbes and the social contract and the state of nature. It's his own little formulation of, well, what, what original position do we take to determine what our society should look like? And Hobbes was pessimistic, Locke was quite optimistic, and Rawls takes it a step further and asks us, what would we want out of, out of a society? His original position is a thought experiment where none of us know anything about ourselves. We don't know our sex, our gender, our sexuality, our race, um, or our inherited wealth. And he, he goes, well, what would we want? What would we want to ensure ourselves? And he believes that if we are rational, as most people think we are, and we also understand a bit about politics and economics, we should surely decide that there has to be a just distribution of goods and wealth and also rights. And this is what Rawls thinks about justice, as in justice as fairness. He inherently is still a liberal thinker, meaning that he doesn't necessarily disagree with people getting rich. He still believes in some form of negative liberty. And if someone wants to devote their entire life to earning a lot of money, then they have all the right to do so. But he questions inherited wealth. For the most part, if you're born rich, it's entirely a luck of the draw. You don't do anything. It's not on your merits or on your inherent basic humanity. It's just you were born into a rich family. So since Rawls thinks that he imagines this thought experiment, we are behind the veil of ignorance, we don't know anything about who we are or um, what conditions we're going to be born into. And so from this, he thinks that we can come up with basic principles that everyone will agree to. Because so if if we imagine our society now, like even if there are, say, 90 percent of the population lives happily and is in um quite good wealth which obviously isn't actually true our society is not like that but um and there's 10 but there's 10 percent that's living in complete absolute poverty and starving and living horrible life so rouse doesn't think that we would take the chance and bet on the fact that we we would most likely be in the nice you know good life society and he thinks, because even if there's the slightest chance that we could be living in complete poverty, he, he doesn't think it's worth the risk. He doesn't think he, we would take it. So we would make a society where we are as equal as possible, which brings us to his 
first basic principle, the liberty principle. And the liberty principle states that each person is to have an equal right to the most extensive total system of equal basic liberties compatible with a similar system of liberty for all. So basically everyone in the system, everyone behind the veil of ignorance will create a society where everyone is equal. Everyone has the same liberties. So Rawls takes this first primary principle of liberty and extends it to the second idea, which is the fair equal equality of opportunity. And this is basically Isaiah Berlin and his positive liberty in contrast to negative liberty. He believes that everyone should have access to things that they can use to further liberate themselves almost, such as education and basic food, shelter, water, things that are necessary to be free. A good example of positive liberty is everyone can read books in this country. No one's going to say that you, can't, you aren't allowed to read. We aren't in a totalitarian um, dystopia. But at the same time, if you never got taught how to read, then you don't have the actual freedom to read a book. And this is what he believes in the idea of fairness of um, opportunity. So the third principle Rouse has is the difference principle. And so this basically means that any social or economic inequality should only be tolerated if it will bring about the conditions where the most disadvantaged members of society gain the greatest benefit. So essentially what it's trying to do is maximize the minimum, get the, the people who are at the most disadvantaged place the least well off to raise them up so that they the highest they can possibly be it's and this is essentially kind of his whole case and this is why behind the you know behind the veil of ignorance this is what we choose we'd want the people that are the least well off to be to create a society where they are the most well off they can be and this basically leads into the entire foundational purpose of a theory of justice. And that is, it believes that we should distribute wealth from through taxation, basically. And this is how we're going to still maintain a liberal democracy. And simply put, he accepts that the rich will always exist and that everyone or some people will always strive to, to gain a vast amount of wealth. But using this idea of um, maximize the minimum or the maximum, it simply makes sense for the people at the very top to accept from behind the veil of ignorance that some of that money would, would be taken off them through taxation to be given to the poorest. And this is how we would prevent a society with abject poverty. And rules would argue that this is rational. No one would want to gamble a chance of being Jeff Bezos if it also means that they could potentially get discriminated against. They would be effectively gambling their own victimhood in a society. So this brings us to some of his objections. 
the first just bouncing off that last point is actually some people might want to gamble some people might think that playing it safe isn't actually you know what they want to do they want to gamble they want to be the chance of being that 90 percent and being really well off compared to that 10 percent like they think those are good odds and you know while rouse thinks that actually it's too risky and that no one would ever actually do that you know what if it's still possible that someone could and it it seems possible that someone could even though it's literally so much on the line but you know there are some strange people another criticism of Rao's theory um Rao's theory of justice is uh the his idea of the original original position um and that it is actually psychologically impossible to rid yourself of who and what you are even through a thought experiment like how do we take away who we are because who we are is so fundamental i mean even in this choice of the society that we're creating who we are is going to have a huge impact on the way we think about the world and the way that we create a society like you know if if you are a gambler like it may be that you're gonna gamble it may be that you're gonna make this choice and being a gambler is part of who you are and you're trying to get rid of who you are but you can't because it's such an important part of you it's the way we think we think through ourselves we can't think through anyone else we can't think without ourselves and there are so many key parts of ourselves that make us who we are and especially and this is intertwined with the experiences we've had so you know it feels impossible even in this thought experiment to even do this thought experiment um secondly if we can't actually forget who we are and our biases towards our own race or culture or lifestyle, then there's a high chance that we'll bring the prejudices against other people to the veil of ignorance. Meaning that we could end up creating a society that still has discrimination simply because we can't really separate every single aspect of ourselves from our thinking rational part of our existence. So another objection is the utilitarian objection. And... Basically, this objection is that Ra's principle doesn't actually necessarily maximize happiness. And because it might be that in the 90-10 society, where the 90 are really well off and the 10% aren't, that that is actually the maximum happiness that a society can have. Whereas Ra's kind of goes for like this thing where, where no one is really unhappy. So even if... Um, happiness isn't maximized it also means that um no one is incredibly 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 unhappy just so other people can be incredibly 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 happy and so this is kind of a negative utilitarianism but it isn't actually utilitarianism in its purest form rules is a new wave liberal thinker 
he's a lot closer to our Bernie Sanders than to John Stuart Mill or Thatcherism. <laughs> but <laughs> from the, the neo-libertarian, um, new wave, um, new right conservatism, such as Robert Nozick or von Hayek, even though that he is libertarian, he is neo-libertarian, would simply disagree with any kind of redistribution of income or wealth. And they also argue that justice only exists in an individual sense. And there's no thing, there's no such thing as social justice. That just simply doesn't exist. Nozick's also really focused on coercion and the individual right to not be coerced by the state. And he simply would say that taking such large amounts of wealth from the, the filthy rich would be some kind of coercion and that would violate our rights to not be coerced. And this is simply because Nozick is a libertarian and there are three big libertarian no-nos, which is no paternalistic legislation, no moral legislation, but also no redistribution of income. And rules kind of falls into all three. He believes that it's a moral right to help the poor. He also believes that it's, it's paternalistic, it's, um, one nation Tory in the sense that it's helping the most needy and is also to fulfill those two aspects is redistributing wealth and thus all neo-libertarians especially Nozick would simply disregard rules as coercion and a bad man <laughs> <laughs> yes this is how the conservative mind thinks ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to this episode on Rouse um, and his A Theory of Justice. Catch you guys next week.